0: It's D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 378th episode of the Bold's High Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons went down 17-9 today here at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore in the coldest game ever played in the city. The Falcons were also eliminated from the NFC playoff race. The Panthers and the Saints want to move on, and the Bucks will play Sunday night. But the Falcons lasted for 15 weeks during the season this year through 15 games, trying to develop a lot of young players, playing with the salary cap, uh, league record salary cap issue. Uh, so considering, you know, what they were playing with and trying to rebuild the team To be alive for 15 weeks, you know, they're not going to say it was a moral victory, but, you know, it was better than uh, the expectations. Let's just say they exceeded expectations, which were very, very low for this team this year. Uh, Five wins through 15 games, stayed in the playoff race, uh, came up here to Baltimore and tried to battle with the Ravens, but seemed like the referees didn't uh, want them to do so. I'm not a big uh, you know referee guy. If you're good, you just play through the referees and beat the other team anyway. Uh, they're not good enough to do that yet. And a couple calls didn't go their way, and uh, things just kind of slid uh, from there. But you know they had a chance. A fumble, another fumble by Drake London cost the, cost them in a drive, and uh, they were in a, a six to nothing game at the time. And then uh, the Ravens put together a 13 play drive to go up 14 to nothing. Falcons never threatened from there. Uh, had a chance right before the half. Then the one—they're uh, on the one-yard line. while they're and they—they uh, they call a keeper, and it turns into an intentional grounding play. Uh, and uh, you know you can go on AJCC.com and uh, hear from referee Bill Vinovich as to why that was called intentional grounding. They don't think the the hit affected the throw, and that he was dumping the ball. So it was judgment call by the refs on that call so that said I'm back they had to get a field goal now if they score there and come back score to start second half because they're down there again uh and had another call go go against them on a 17 play drive 17 plays 63 yards now you get a six points to show for it you know when you're a good team you play through those things but uh when you got better uh folks out there they weren't able to do that fell down 14 to six the uh Ravens added a field goal, made it 17-6, to and Falcons just haven't been going away a lot this year. They try to stick and stick and stick and hope for something good to happen for them. That didn't happen today. They got another field goal with 2 203 3 left uh, to make it 17-9, and then just kind of uh, ran out from there. So we uh, wanted to talk with Coach Arthur Smith after the game. Oh, on the seven losses by ten points or less this season.
1: Yeah, I mean ultimately it's about winning. I think, there but you can look at a lot of the progress being made. You know, we got to do, we got to find ways to play with a lead. A lot of these have been comebacks. Our guys are, they are a resilient group, but we need to win. And we, uh, well, thankfully, we have another opportunity next week at home. And, uh, but there's been a ton of progress. You know, different than last year, we were in some one-score games, completely different teams, different situations, going back and looking at them. Uh, but we got to find a way to get over that hump. Yep,
0: yeah, and uh, they're going to have a lot of money this offseason. Uh, they'll be able to get some free agents. they got to continue to draft uh, well and uh, continue to develop the players on the roster so they're not taking a, the proverbial slingshot to the gunfight like they have been this season. Now here is uh, Coach Arthur Smith doesn't want to get fined, Uh, so you know you saw him cutting up on the sidelines. They told him to stay in the box. He was out of the box. He was you know he was losing it, Uh, you know being you know you know showing his uh, fiery side there on the sideline because over some calls that he thought were uh, not very good. But when he gets to us after the game and the calming down period, he don't want to talk about that. Like he like. Millions of people didn't see it on, on TV. So here's what he said about the intentional grounding call.
1: You know, obviously, I'm not going to comment uh, my opinion, subjective opinion on the officiating uh, situationally there. You know, trying to get make sure that when they do assess the penalty, uh, there's a lot of things that happen, right? We had a timeout left. Uh, the runoff still had the timeout. Uh, a lot of communication. Um, so... And I, without going more into it, because I don't want to get fined, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say, and I'm not trying to be critical here, but there's a lot of communication that needs to happen in that situation. Um, you know, we're right there in the one. We'll look at everything, d Uh, We can be better. Got to
0: get Baltimore credit. So there's a lot of things going on right there. Okay, you got to read between the lines. I'm, I'm ticked off. The refs were horrible. They hit the, they hit the guy's arm. It should have been called. That's what he really wanted to say. That would have got him fined, so he didn't say it. Uh, but you saw him on the sidelines. You know, he they, they clearly thought he didn't get a, a good shake on that call. So uh, just read between the lines. He didn't want to get fined on that. Now, this was Desmond Ritter's second game. A little bit better than the first one. Still doesn't have a touchdown pass, but uh, they did move the ball at a, a nice clip. Ended up with 327 total yards. Here's what Coach Arthur Smith said he liked about the play of Desmond Ritter.
1: Well, yeah, I think you saw a lot of itself stuff as, you know, playing quarterback in the drop-back game. I thought his decision-making was, was good. He was pretty accurate. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I thought he made some pick-time throws when the game got, the pressure got on in that second half. That's what you want to see. He's got a calm, he's collected, and I thought he delivered the football. Um, a couple things here there that uh, we got to look at, you know, down there on the red zone. Short yardage, things like that. But I thought from a pocket presence against a uh, quality defense that give you a lot of looks, I thought he had a pretty good poise.
0: Yep, they were 0 for 4 in the red zone. Short yardage. Here, I, you don't have to look anything any, anywhere, Coach. Get you some power. Put some tackles back there and run behind them. You can push the quarterback in the end zone now. It, it's not that hard anymore. So, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be in the shotgun on the one. Uh, don't roll out on a pass on the one. Put some big people in there and push the quarterback in. Uh, those are the new rules now. So uh, you don't really got to spend too much time on that. Now here, um, what he had to say, uh, here's Desmond on the, you know, the offense comes out to three and outs. Kind of expected rookie quarterback. He's going to be nervous, you know, but eventually you want him on script and, and you want to move the ball on that opening script and score a touchdown. Uh, And here is what Desmond had to say about the offensive struggles early in the game.
2: Yeah, um, you know, obviously we want to come out and start fast every single game and finish the entire game and play complementary football, both offense and defense. Um, And that was something that we didn't do off start. Um, You know, we didn't get out there. We didn't start fast. Like we said, I think we had two or three um, quick three and outs, um, which really hurts our defense, puts them back on the field real quick. Um, And, you know, that's something that we just got to be better at as an offense.
0: And Desmond, uh, we wanted to know about his progress from game one to game two.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, last week after the game, we talked about uh, being subtle in the pocket and and letting things come to you. And I feel like today and all throughout this past week of practice, that's what I did pretty well. Uh, Just being comfortable in there, you know, letting, trusting the guys up front to do their job, which they did, um, and trusting the guys on the outside to win and what they did. Um, So really just settling in, which I thought I did well. Um, Like I said, you know, I wish we could settle in from, you know, as soon as the ball's kicked off. Um, and, and, you know, that's something that we'll continue to work on to continue to uh, keep being fast off the start. Um, but, you know, as the game went on, obviously things got more comfortable and, uh, you know, I just played the game.
0: All right. Now, uh, Desmond, he was the one who got his arm hit. So we wanted to know what happened on the intentional grounding call from his viewpoint.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't know you'd get an intentional grounding when your arm gets hit. Um, and, you know, I was just trying to get outside the pocket. Obviously, it was a keeper. Um, You know, my first read wasn't there, I felt the defender on me. Um, Try to extend it maybe a tick second too longer than what I should have. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I thought my arm was hit, I know. Um, And you know, the ref made the call. At the end of the day, I mean, we have to go with what the ref's saying. We got to play the next play.
0: Yeah, and like I said, this one eliminated the Falcons. They're five and ten. You got six and nine. Uh, Carolina, (laughs) who's just going through all kinds of stuff up there. Uh, The Saints. Um, you know, they won, beat Cleveland, went up to the land and, and, and took it to them. So they're, um, you know, 6-9 and nine with two to go. And Tampa Bay plays Sunday night. They're 6-8. and eight. Now everybody can be 6-9 and nine going into the last two games. So the Falcons are spoilers. Uh, it will be spoilers in that last game against Tampa Bay. Uh, they play Arizona next week uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we wanted to know from Desmond and what on being eliminated from the playoff contention and what their goals may be over the final two games.
2: Yeah, like I said, um, just finish. Um, you know, no matter what our position is in the division, the playoffs, you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Just finish. Um, and you know, I think that goes. You got to take that day by day and take a week by week. Um, finish every single day of practice, and you know, as hard as you can go um, to continue to keep working, keep continuing to get better. Um, and then when it comes on Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be, finish the game, um, you know, finish all four quarters. It doesn't matter what it has to be. Um, and, and then obviously finish the season. Um, you know, we, we've been on a bumpy road up and down this entire year. Um, we wanted to get over that hump today. Obviously, we did it. Um, so now it's just about going to get the next one.
0: Yep, no doubt about it from Desmond Ritter. Now, Tyler Algier turned in another good game for the Falcons. He had a 22 touches for 137 yards. He had uh, 74 rushing, including a 16-yarder, and 43 receiving, including a 26-yard screenplay. Let's talk to Tyler here on what the team's goals are going to be over these final two games. I think it's really
1: just finishing. Just finishing. I think mean, everyone's mindset was to obviously you try to win this game and then just uh keep us in the playoff room, but I think um, really just uh, finishing finishing this season, finishing it strong, you know, I think um, these two games will for sure be a challenge for us, but we just got to be ready for it.
0: Yeah, one of the things at the goal line is, uh, you know, Tyler didn't get in on that play. I would have liked to, you know, when you're down there, put the fullback in or put a defensive tackle in, do something. But uh, they didn't get in, so we wanted to know what happened. On the goal line play where he didn't get in. Oh, I was
1: looking at my chops to be honest. But um I don't know. I think uh I think I ended up tripping over Desmond's foot, but I think uh, you know, like what are the odds, but I think um just need to watch it, watch a film, see if uh see if uh like the aiming point and all that.
0: Well all right, They're, um you know they did show signs of life. We wrote about the one two punch that uh is developing Tyler Algier and Drake London uh and Desmond is uh you know they're you know they're kind of putting this offense back together again a little bit uh the Ravens tough stout defense those outside zone runs weren't there today and so when you don't have them you got to come up with other things the bootleg passes uh we saw that today we saw that work we saw Drake London go up and grab one out of the sky and a nice zone coverage so you need playmakers you throw in Kyle Pitts with that Uh, Add another, you know, uh, Tortorelle gets going again. You got got that. Uh, But, yeah, those are the playmakers. That's the offense that they're building for the future here for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Now, um, you know, just looking over uh, some of the other uh, key stats. You know, Avery Johnson had a couple carries, three for 16. That's 5.3 a carry. You, You can, you know, you can play with that. He also caught two passes for 14. So, you know, they can certainly count on, lean on him maybe more moving forward. Uh, And uh, yeah, the um, other guys who pitched in a little bit were Olamide Zacchaeus, had seven targets, caught four uh, for 18. He had the eight yard toss on the the fake kind of little jet pitch forward sweep. That's counted as a pass. But those are the the things that happened good for the offense. After the break, we're going to come back and talk to some of the defensive players. We're going to get answer your questions from the mailbag with our senior producer, Daniel Sollerson, and then we'll go over some game notes real quick, offense and uh, and, and defense, and then you'll be ready for your Sunday games and uh, to open your gifts and, and get ready for Santa to come on down the chimney there and uh, break it off for you. So with that, we're going to take our break here. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of
3: black song. The AJC's trusted
4: veteran political voices, Greg Bluesteak, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
0: All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we want to thank you all for sending along your questions here late in the season and we're going to bring on daniel Solerson, our senior executive producer here at the bowtie chronicles podcast uh and we're going to try to answer your questions from today's game what do you have for us today daniel
5: what's up d led lots of questions to get to right now again you can follow d led on twitter at d orlando ajc we'll start with luke at luke underscore a18 Are we happy with Ritter's progression today? Looked better than last week. Still some rookie mistakes. What did you think about his play today, D-Led? Yeah, I'm
0: just kind of chopping it up to uh, plays. uh, And then, you know, can you string them together? Uh, You know, they made some plays. Uh, The the screen pass, the London catch. Um, You know, you eventually want to see sustained drives, which we saw a 17-play drive that the refs kind of got in the middle of. Uh, Don't like the 0 for 4 in the red zone. I uh, don't like passing on the one-yard line. Those are, you know, things that could be easily fixed. So, um, you know, overall, I saw progress. I did see progress today.
5: All right, and with that being said, at Bama underscore Falcons, a top three pick is certainly possible right now with this team. Do you take a quarterback at the, that position right now if you do land in the top three?
0: I would study it. I would uh, be a little bit leery. You know, just because of what's happening in New York with the uh, Zach Wilson, I mean, I'd have to be, you know, it'd have to be a Trevor Lawrence type situation. Um, You know, and I don't know if Bryce Hunter, uh, uh, that's not as young, Bryce Young. I don't know if he's he's that guy. I don't know if C.J. Stroud's that guy. We're gonna see him play against Georgia uh, in the coming weeks, Um, and if he's not that guy, don't take a quarterback just to take one. Uh, continue to develop them and and the other case study for me this offseason will be hey what did Philadelphia do to get Jalen Hurts playing at such a high level you know you got an athlete he can throw um, they I mean he was you know he had accuracy issues at Alabama and uh, Oklahoma but it's it's plays he can make that they run and so you tailored the offense um, for him, and now he's looking like an MVP candidate. So I'm gonna look at developing quarterbacks as opposed to going down that Mitchell, Trubisky, Zach Wilson road. So um, if I'm in the top three, I'm not necessarily taking a quarterback.
5: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't go down that road if it's uh, those two guys you mentioned there at the end. I'm gonna combine a couple of tweets here because they're about on the same topic. At frustrated ATL, frustrated Falcons fan. What's the case for Arthur Smith getting a third year? and also Jack Silas at Jumpin' Jack 60, is Smith in trouble?
0: No, he's not, and that's just ridiculous. You know, given the the situation, you're playing with the league record $88 million in uh, dead salary cap space, you got half a roster, basically, and you got $22 million sitting on uh, injury reserve. That's ridiculous. Uh, Those are from fans that don't follow football very closely.
5: Fair enough. Last question for me. This one was emailed to you, d Le. This is from D Turner, a season ticket holder. Why didn't the Falcons wait until next year to bench Mariota and start the rookie QB? The Falcons to the chance of making the playoffs. Now they're officially eliminated. Timing wise, were you okay with when, obviously the injury, I guess, really doesn't matter with Mariota because they benched him no matter what. Um, But were you okay with the timing of how this uh, went down with the QBs?
0: No, Miss D, I was not. I thought you had to play uh Mariota until you were eliminated, which would have left you which would have been today, <laughs> whether it was him or Mariota, uh uh Mariota or Desmond. Uh, you know, they were looking for a spark. They were looking to jumpstart the offense and throwing a rookie quarterback in the in the middle of this, down in New Orleans, then up here against, you know, the AFC North, you know, that 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 was kinda you know, kind of uh, um, unfair. Uh, but, you know, the, now they know what they got. He's he's going to, you know, play against Arizona. That should look pretty good. Then maybe he beats Brady and them in the end, and then they can go into offseason and start retooling and working and so forth. But, um, yeah, throwing him after the bye. And, and uh, Charlie Weiss on NFL Series Radio said, hey, that might have been the plan all along. We play them for 13 games, get them ready after the bye, then we see what we got. So, um, I I like the plan of, you know, developing the quarterbacks to where they have a chance when they get out there and they got people around them that can help them and and so forth. Uh, You know, the Kansas City plan, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers set for years in Green Bay. The old school developmental plan um, is the way to go with quarterbacks. You know, I'm sure the Jets are wishing they didn't play Zach Wilson. They knew he wasn't ready to play. Uh, but now they try to over scheme and overcorrect. And and Mac Jones, even in New England, we're seeing this year that you know he's not developing or progressing. So uh, I just think the old school developmental approach is uh, the way to go, not the microwave throw him out there on the job training, which you could do at other positions, but not necessarily at quarterback. So yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with this move to start him before you were eliminated. But just like about everybody else, you knew the ceiling had been reached with Marcus Mariota, so why not?
5: All right, good stuff, good tweets, and good questions from everyone listening. You can follow D-Led on Twitter at d Orlando AJC. All d right, D-Led, I'll throw it back to you.
0: All right, thank you, Daniel, and I thank you all for the questions. We're picking up the questions as we go on during the season here, so thank you very much. Uh, let's look over on the defensive side of the ball, Richie Grant, you know, he uh, almost had a near near interception again uh this week. So let's talk to Richie on if the weather affected the team.
4: I don't feel like it would. I think the guy had the right mindset today. Everybody came in the winning attitude. We knew it was gonna be cold, so it ain't nothing we could do about it. Just go out and play ball.
0: Yeah, and uh, on the defense, you know, Richie's been starting this year back there. Um, you know, we we uh had a good talk with Rashawn Evans who's coming up next on how, if the defense has improved from the beginning of the season to now and if they feel they've done enough to continue playing together and moving forward. So here's uh, what Richie Grant had to say on if the defense has progressed throughout the year.
4: I feel like each week, man, we've been improving uh Somebody told me last week uh, about the second half points. Mm-hmm. And it's was like, man, like, that was a, you know, we're doing pretty well with that. So mm-hmm. I think we just stay on that track and eliminate some of those big plays. Going the right direction.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, to the big plays today was a 40-yarder up the uh, sideline uh, to Sammy Lee Watkins, who had been cut by Green Bay and picked up by the Ravens. He had been here before. Uh, Huntley got around a gun to jail and he lost contain. And then just got out to the sidelines and just kind of put it in a little zone uh, for uh, Sammy. And then the other one, um, the 36-yarder to uh, Mark Andrews, the tight end, got behind A.J. Safety came over the top, but, you know, that's 36 yards. You know, the good, he got to eliminate those plays. You know, both of them led the field goals, So the defense uh, kind of met the challenge today. They made the Ravens earn everything. And so um, that was good in that regard. Now, Rashawn Evans is a guy who came over from Tennessee on a one-year contract. But I think he's the type of guy you can build around. So um, I think he made him some money, whether it's here or elsewhere. But if I'm the Falcons, I'm going to try to extend him now. I don't let him get to the open market and uh, lowball him. But he's a guy that, you know, him and Troy Anderson are clearly the future. At, or definitely Troy is an inside linebacker, and you got Walker. Um, you know they say it's packages and so forth, but I saw Anderson out there again today. So, uh, but here is Rashad Evans in our chat about the game. We covered the game, the the growth of the defense, and his situation with the team. You know, y'all you fought all day and mm-hmm. uh, was able to, you know, keep keep it in and keep it close. Couple mm-hmm. calls go your way. And, yeah, uh, my bad. Couple questionable and calls and mm-hmm. you know right before half. And, but how did the defense uh, keep fighting out there, knowing they were gonna try to run out? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm still proud of the defense.
3: It's just on how we fought and you know, mm-hmm. obviously things didn't go our way, but mm-hmm. you know that's that's what happens. You know, in the in the NFL. In the league, in this league, you know, sometimes you know, you get in a situation where you know, you know, everything's not hitting like you wanted, but you know, I'm still proud of how, the, how we fought and everything. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the, this knocked y'all out of the playoffs too. Mm-hmm. How do the guys mm-hmm. try to, you know, just finish off the season. And I mean, at this point, in
3: it. yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, you know the reality of the situation. You're in. You know, at this mm-hmm. point, you got to finish strong. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this. At, at this point, it's all about character. At this point, you know, as far as mm-hmm. the guys and mentality and mm-hmm. you know what they believe in. And that's I think going. right now we we just have to gather as a team and just make sure that we put good film on these next mm-hmm. two games. I think that's the biggest thing. And
0: then for yourself, you want to come back next year. I know they had a one year
3: deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely, um, most definitely. I mean, just just being here in general, man, it's been it's been amazing. Um, to be able to be around great coaches, great fan base, great staff. Um, you know, obviously things haven't been going our way, but you know, I think it's just some things here and there. You just got to fix, and I think you know it's, it, it'll be probably a different picture next year for sure.
0: And do you think? From the defense where y'all started to mm-hmm. where y'all now, mm-hmm. that y'all have earned the right to keep building this. Oh year.
3: no doubt. I think we trend, we trended in the right direction. I, I for sure think that, and uh, I think it's just some missing pieces, man. Um, as far as you know, the things that we can do um, to be at an elite level, you know. Um, you know, I think just this offseason next offseason after the season you know maybe getting some guys different guys or whatever and you know changing some schematics and stuff like that i think you know uh, it would do us some good justice and uh, you know but we as far as you know mentality and the grit and the grind we got all of that so i think just it's, i think that's really all it
0: is all right we um uh, we also caught up with Jalen Hawkins in the locker room in between hearing from the league office doing the pool report Um, You know, normally the home team handles that, but they didn't really, uh, wasn't too interested in it. So I got called out of the bullpen as the former PFWA uh, president. Um, The pool reporter here was, uh, uh, you know, should have been, the Baltimore pool reporter should have handled it. But, you know, hey, you do what you got to do. You got the questions answered for the fans on those calls. Uh, So you can go to AJC.com and look at that. But uh, we talked to Jalen about you know a couple things here, you know elimination, the defense, and here's what Jalen Hawkins had to say. The reality set in that y'all been fighting,
4: but the playoffs are out of the picture. Um, that for sure hurts. You know, especially as hard as we work and all the work that we put in, all the time that we put in, stuff like that really hurts. So it just hurts. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, how tough was was the weather
4: Uh Um. California guys. Yeah, I mean it was, it was really it was it was really, it was really cold, but you know at the same time really wasn't focused on the weather or anything. Like that it was more focused on you know trying to get out, go out there and get a win.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What would be the focus here uh, in these last two days
4: Man, just finish, man. Just go out there and just ball out and finish and win. So, and
0: you uh, asked Rashawn about this about the progress the defense has made from beginning to to now. You know people not scoring a lot of points and y'all y'all getting the stops even uh, you know, if
4: there's an occasional big play in it. Yeah, um, there's a lot of progress, you know, stuff you can learn from. we got a lot of younger guys on the back end, so, like, you know, we're learning a lot of stuff, and, you know, with those mistakes we're learning, you know, we're not repeating them, but, like, you know, we're improving from them, and uh, there's certain little things, you know, everybody can improve from. But, you know, it's football. Things going to happen, you know, teams going to get theirs, you know, people going to get theirs, but I feel like the main thing is just us uh, just constantly improving and learning and, and playing hard.
0: All right, you all. We're here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to look through some notes real quick uh, and get out of here and hope that everybody has a Merry Christmas and everybody else uh, has a happy holiday. You know, the you know folks that are, you know, um, let's be inclusive here. So Merry uh, Christmas and Happy Holidays. So um, 17 to 9, they had 327, total 151 Russian. Uh, the offense has rushed for more than 100 yards in 13 consecutive games. The uh, defense limited Baltimore for 4-12 on third down. That's probably their best outing of the day. Best outing of the year, I'm sorry. Uh, the defense had three players who had over 100 tackles this season. Rashawn Evans, Richie Grant, and Mikhail Walker. You know, Grant has to come down in the box and help out with the run game, so... You know, normally I don't want to see the safeties making the tackles down the field, but the heat comes up and helps in the run game and was up there today. Okay. Special teams, they recorded their first black field goal since week seven of the 2021 season. Uh, that was Artie Jay on the block. Uh, he was playing with, with uh, Kyle Hamilton, his uh, former Notre Dame buddy. Kyle had a right arm injury, but came back in the game and played for the Ravens. Uh, Grady Jarrett, Youngway Koo, Chris Lindstrom, Jake Matthews, Corderell Patterson, and A.J. Terrell served as the game captains. Okay, Ritter, let's do his stats, 22 of 33, 67.7%, 218 yards. He doubled his output from the first game. You could win with 218 Uh, and had an 85.2 passer rating. No picks, no touchdowns, so that's solid. He set a franchise record for most completions by a rookie in his first two career starts. Uh, Chris Miller had 22 in 1987. At 23 in 1987, and you know Matt Ryan didn't remember his second game was against the Bucs. and Monty Kiffin, he got that was probably his worst. I think he had like an 18 or a 21 passer rating. Randy Barber was harassing him. It was his, so he didn't have two games back to back. Uh, Ritter also became only the third quarterback in franchise history to eclipse 300 yards passing across their first two career games, joining Miller, 356 in 1987, and Matt Ryan, 319 in 2008. And most of that came against the Lions because uh, he didn't throw for that much in that second game against the Bucks. Tyler Algier is up to 817 yards rushing. So he hits a hundred in the next two. He's over a thousand. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna end up being the top rookie rusher in the in the group. Uh, Damian Price is hurt. He was the one in the lead, and Bryce Hall is out. You know, Kenny Walker might come on. Uh, he's right behind him, uh, and uh, it's one other back that's up there. We'll update you on that during the week. So he had a total uh, hundred and seventeen yards from scrimmage uh of 74 plus 43 that's seven yeah there you go 117 i gotta go fix that i had 130 something yeah poor math uh drake london seven for 96 he surpassed sean collins uh who had 58 catches in 1989 for the third most receptions by a rookie in franchise history london also became the second rookie in franchise history to record at least 60 receptions He's got 61 uh, for 650 receiving yards. He's got 699 and four touchdowns. He's been stuck on four touchdowns for a while. Calvin Ridley uh, in 2018 was the other one. We're going to close here with some defensive stats. Uh, Richard Grant had 10 tackles. Third game this year, he had double-digit tackles. Uh, With 106 tackles this season, Grant has uh, triple-digit tackles for the first time. Rashawn Evans had six tackles. Evans also became the second Falcons since 1987 to record at least 150 tackles and two sacks in the first 15 games of a season, joining Foyer Ulican. Lorenzo Carter had five tackles. Carter has 51 on the season. That's a new career high for him, surpassing the previous of 50 and 220 with the Giants. Troy Anderson made his uh, third start of the season, second in a row, finished with two tackles, a solo, one forced fumble, and uh, that was the first forced fumble of his career. And uh, Youngway, cool special team note. We'll close out with this. He was 3-3 on field goals, banging the first one off the left upright, but, hey, it still counted. Uh, It was his 19th career game with at least three field goals for nine points. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We'll start getting ready for uh, this, uh, you know, great time, the Christmas week between Christmas and New Year's. Have a lot of fun. We'll be out at practice. We'll hear Arthur Smith on Monday and uh, have our regular week as they get ready for the Cardinals. Uh, But, yeah, have yourself a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Enjoy all these games. It's a good time of the year for us. Take care.